Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Indigenous Brilliance Podcast. Anin Buju, my name is Jay Simpson. Tanse, my name is Carmela Benedito de Barros. We are your co-hosts for a new initiative to the ever-growing Indigenous Brilliance Reading Series, recorded on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. Indigenous Brilliance began as a quarterly reading series brought to life by Patricia Massey of Massey Books, Yonina Curtin, and Jessica Johns of Room Magazine. Throughout the years, Indigenous Brilliance grew, inviting myself, Jay, eventually Emily Dundas Oak, and more recently, Carmela Benedito de Barros into the collective. Indigenous Brilliance, Massey Books, and Room Magazine acknowledge that we operate and exist on the unceded, therefore unsurrendered territories of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish nations. Welcome back to the Indigenous Brilliance Podcast. It's Carmela here, one of your co-hosts. In this episode, we are celebrating the Indigenous Brilliance Room Magazine issue 44.3 launch. You can pick the magazine up in person at Massey Books or order it online at roommagazine.com. Check out the links in our description for more information. In this episode, Crystal Harrison Cullen shares her short story titled Mishkikamin. We hope you enjoy. Bujou in Dinwa Magnaduk, Shukyangatuk Indigo, Bijou in Dodum, Makwa Nui Sukab, Sulakout Ndoji. Hello, all my relatives. My name is Crystal Harrison Collin. I am from Sulakout, Ontario. And today I am going to talk about my writing practices and a story that I shared with um, <clears throat> Room Magazine. Uh, it's called Mishki Coming. I am from Sulakot. I am a mother of five and I have a son-in-law. I have a two-year-old granddaughter and I am currently um, a full-time student at Laurentian University. I am studying and I'm majoring in Indigenous Studies and have a minor in History. I am the Urban Aboriginal Healing and Wellness Coordinator at the Gamic Friendship Centre here in Sulacote. So my writing process is, um, like I, I'm not a professional writer with that, like I, I would like to say that I'm an emerging writer. I have attended uh, an amazing uh, retreat out at Falcon Lake, um, Manitoba, and that was my first uh, experience being among emerging writers and uh, master writers. It really inspired me to continue writing and sharing my stories. With this story that I submitted to Room Magazine, I, uh, it was not planned. I actually dreamt it. This story comes from a dream that I had. And it was a, it's a very powerful dream. Um, <clears throat> so I found myself the next morning writing it. And it just came out just like that. And I barely edited it. It just it just came out. I just typed it and I said, wow, like I, as if I really dreamt that. 
as if I really wrote that. I couldn't really believe myself. Like, I'm like, wow, <laughs> it was amazing. Um, so what I do, like, for practicing, like, I, I'm very busy. Um, I mean, like, as a full-time student and a full-time employee, a uh, busy mother of five, you know, we went through the pandemic with homeschooling and online learning. Uh, it's just, it's just been very hectic with uh, trying to find the time to write. So I, I really like uh, to make the time whenever I do have that time, aside from my studies and my work and being a mom. I like to do it in my spare time. Sometimes I will practice uh, writing techniques and activities uh, that I've learned at that writing retreat. Um, just putting any thoughts, any words onto paper, as long as you just write it. Sometimes there's a little pattern in there and it's really, really cool, I find. But anyway, with this story, sorry, I'm trailing off. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just came from a dream and I wrote it and I feel that uh, as indigenous people, uh, we have to share our stories and dreams. They're very important. Uh, this, I truly feel, is very powerful medicine, good medicine. And I called it Mishkikami. Um, Mishkikami. Sorry, I'm learning. See, and that's another thing with sharing our stories is reclaiming our identity as Indigenous people. Um, and even my language, it's coming back slowly. Uh, that's another important, um, it's important to reclaim our identity and our language. So a lot of my stories come from my childhood. Uh, they're filled with humor. They're filled with sadness grief, but also a lot of successes, a lot of happiness as well, because I wouldn't change a thing about how I grew up. Um, I'd like to say that I had a really good childhood because I grew up in the bush. And now I'll read this story that I dreamt. Mishki coming. Our entire village was walking along a great winter trail. There were many of us, men, women, youth, babies, and elders. Women were wrapped in Hudson's Bay wool blankets, the red and gray ones. The babies were carried in tikkanogans on their mother's backs, quietly cooing and babbling. Men wore wool trousers, some with suspenders and heavy coats. We wore moccasins and some of us wore braids in our hair while some men wore wide-brimmed hats. We came from somewhere, but I had no idea where we were traveling to. There was a sense of displacement and heaviness. I understood the language being spoken all around me. The language danced in and out and between us, quiet humor and laughter echoing above us, despite the heaviness. It was the kind of laughter you would hear at our summer gatherings. I glanced to the left. A young child spoke to her grandmother as we trudged along. Soon, 
the grandmother replied in the language, her eyes crinkling at the corners of her eyes. Everyone was hungry, but there was a sense of hope and determination that encompassed us. The hunger I felt hurt my entire body. I did not know if I was a child or youth, but I walked alone. There was comfort in knowing the entirety of our tribe was my family. Ahead was the mouth of a ravine. Each side had steep rocky hills with tall poplars, cedar and pine trees. Moss, small leafless branches and snow blanketed the forest floor. I heard a man ahead of me say it was midday. My belly rumbled. I wondered when we would all rest and eat. It was at that moment the earth began to tremble. Some relatives at the front began to gasp, and the men began to shout. I was nearly toppled over by one of my aunts as she ran past me. Her infant began to cry at the sudden panic. I was confused with the commotion as I looked all around me. Get back, someone shouted. Run, I heard another yell. A great giant was running toward us. I could not believe my eyes. I had only heard of giants in the stories the old ones would share. My body froze as everyone scattered about, panicking. It was as if my feet grew roots and descended into the earth to keep me planted there forever. The men became warriors as they ran fearlessly to the front. They would fight to the death and give their lives for their family. Surely I knew this. The great giant had clothes on, but it was barefoot. Its hair was strewn about its face as it barreled through the ravine. I watched as men were swiped up and flung like tiny rag dolls. Their bodies broke against the forest trees with a sickening crunch. My body trembled. I closed my eyes and knew we were all going to die. The quiet humor and laughter moments before had turned into blood-curdling screams that haunted the forest and shook me to my core. A voice suddenly said to me, Run with all your might up that hill and jump onto a fallen branch. It did not make sense to me. Jump onto a branch, but I am tired. Just do as I say, the voice gently reassured me. Without a second more, I ran with all my might up that steep hill until I could not run anymore. Out of breath, weak and shaking from hunger, I saw a fallen branch. I jumped onto this branch and landed with a <laughs> The giant and I saw one another at the corner of our eyes, but I suddenly disappeared before it could fully see me, like the flame of a candle when it is blown out. I became a berry on the fallen branch that I had jumped onto. Through filmy red vision, I saw the giant come to a sudden halt. Did you see her? Its voice thundered. Two other giants looked in my direction, but could not see me. We have to find her. She is a shapeshifter. We will get her. The giants began tearing angrily at the hillside. Trees and earth went flying. I continued watching through the filmy skin of the berry. 
relief set in as my family ran off, escaping from the great giants. I became afraid again as I imagined being torn apart by them. The gentle voice said, Do not be afraid. I love you and I will protect you. I continued watching the giants as they neared. One of them picked up a branch that was full of red winter berries. We will harvest these. Gather as many as you can. They forgot all about my people as they broke the branches and began gathering and eating the berries. My branch was lifted, and I realized I was heading to the inside of a giant's mouth. The world became black as the giant consumed me. There was another rumbling amidst the darkness. The great giant became poisoned. I was no longer a berry, but turned back into myself and stood where I was before I ran up that hill. The great giants began gasping, fighting to take their last breath. As they fell dead to the ground, the earth shook. The gentle voice spoke again. Now go. You will catch up to them. You will prosper. And so will your people. Mishki Gamin. I turned and ran. The pain, hunger, fear, and weakness no longer existed. I felt exhilaration, relief, and happiness. My hair was flowing along the red wool blanket that I clutched at. Like a fancy shawl dancer, my knees nearly touched my chest and my moccasins were pounding the ground as I ran to my people. The ravine caved in from both sides, swallowing the giants forever. Chinguich. I read this uh, before um, the interview to my daughter, and it brought out some emotion. So I found when, at the very end, even as I talk about it right now, I could feel my voice starting to shake. Um, yeah, I almost, it almost brought on some tears. I could feel it in my chest because of how um, I felt when I woke up. I, I was kind of in disbelief. I sat there for a moment and I'm like, did I really dream that? Like, what, what am I? I was a berry. And I, I, I had to really think about that. And after that dream that day, <clears throat> I went out to the bush and I offered tobacco. I, I prayed and I sat there and I, I talked to the creator. I just said, thank you, miigwech, for that beautiful dream. I'm grateful. Um, and in time, I, I'll understand what that dream means and, you know, the true meaning of it. And maybe I won't know. And maybe it'll take a, a while. But I feel that um, it's so connected with everything, like uh, colonialism, taking out the great giants, uh, threatening my people and my family. Um, I think that's why it brings on so much emotion for me personally is, is that I, 
I find that it relates to that, to colonialism. And the feeling, it's like I felt that, that exhilaration, relief and happiness when I was running. So, and I can't even describe like how the sound was in my dream when I knew that my moccasins were pounding the ground. It sounded like a drum, like a, like a powwow, like, like I feel it. And I knew I was running towards my people my family and the atmosphere of hearing the language I understood it fully in my dream but I cannot speak it fluently and when I wake up or when I woke up all of it was gone like it like it just I was like oh come back I want to know more I want to hear more because it was so comforting and beautiful and for, for me, that was just a blessing that my ancestors came to visit me in that dream. I felt it was very important to share that. Thanks for tuning in to this special episode of the Indigenous Brilliance podcast. This episode is a celebration of our very first Room Magazine publication, Indigenous Brilliance, issue 44.3. You can pick it up in store at Massey Books or order it online at roommagazine.com. Check out the links in the description. The Indigenous Brilliance issue of Room Magazine is edited by the Indigenous Brilliance Collective and explores what indigeneity means for us on Turtle Island and how we include Black, Indigenous, and Afro-Indigenous kin in these conversations. The Indigenous Brilliance issue of Room Magazine is an exciting first-time full-color print issue. From Ocean Highland's stunning cover art, Orca Prayers, to our commissioned artist Wes Harmon's graphic comic, This River Has Tides, and the various artistic contributions that span the issue pages, all these works blend form and visual languages that speak to relationality. The poetry, fiction, and creative nonfiction in these pages will grip and still your heart, transport you somewhere new, and conjure whole worlds to lose yourself in. Samantha Martin Bird's Indigenous Voice award-winning poem, The Indian Adultery Act, uses humor and a calm severity to expose the racist policies enacted by the Indian Act. And the five poems by Ulupika Igisak wields language and imagery to conjure expansive sci-fi fantasies. Miriam Berry's creative nonfiction piece, Twin Flame, will show you what it's like to see kinship and family everywhere you look. And Gretchen Potter's story, Der Baby Destroy Town, will transport you to a world where Indian babies born with a special mark have superpowers, and even at the end of days, love shines through it all. We are honored that this issue leaves us with a brilliant backroom interview with Sinaquila Weiss, who shares visions of the territory from which our work is carried out. We're thrilled to share a glimpse into her expansive practice and look forward to continue to learn from her. We seek to acknowledge the specificity of the history, waters, and lands to whom we are in relationship with as we carry out our ongoing organizing on unceded Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh territories, while at the same time offering to room readers, particularly our indigenous kin, 
a space to share the complexities of indigeneity. The voices of this issue are varied in where they come from and the experiences they speak to, but they all hold a love that binds us all. Love born out of our ancestors, both from the past and yet to come. Love that exists within our expansive kinship networks and relations. And a love that lives in a past and future where we are re-envisioning into existence. Hi hi, miigwech, kinanausko mitten, the indigenous brilliance team.